0: Cam McKinney. This is my podcast. It is called Head to Head where I will be looking at current athletes and how they match up against each other. In this inaugural edition of Head to Head we will be looking at two basketball players who both play on the same team Marcus Smart and Terry Rogier. Let's start off looking at Marcus Smart first. Marcus Smart is in his Fourth season with the Celtics, he is an impending free agent. He is the backup point guard. The Celtics, at the beginning of the season, had three point guards: Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, and Terry Rozier. They are now down to they are now down to two point guards, and that puts all the attention on these two guys. Terry Rozier has dominated this postseason. We'll get into that. Momentarily, but let's start off with Marcus Smart. This is year four for Marcus Smart. He was drafted in the first round in Brad Stevens' first season as Celtics head coach. Marcus Smart has career averages of 9.4 points per game. That's decent coming off the bench. It's not great in year four. I would have thought when I first Saw him as a player. I thought he would be a better scorer than he is at this point. But I I don't know. Is he ever going to become a better offensive player? I don't think so. I don't think that he is ever going to be... I don't think he can be an efficient 15 points per game. Let's move on to the assist numbers. Because when you're a point guard, you are the quarterback of the basketball offense. 3.9 assists per game again. That's pretty decent coming off the bench. He has become really one of their go-to passers, particularly this season with Kyrie Irving in there. He passes him the ball, and Kyrie was really good at getting the baskets, obviously. Rebounding is one of his strengths, 3.7 rebounds per game. Again, on the defensive end, this guy is dynamite. He is really good defensively you know what you're going to get from him each and every night he is going to guard the best perimeter player on the opposing team and that you can't put value into that we live in this generation where like the Rockets are dominating this year because the math says they are there's no number that tells you how realistically good Marcus Smart is, it's all your opinion, it's all my opinion how good Marcus Smart is. It's all other people's opinion of how good Marcus Smart is. We don't really have a way to quantify the value that is Marcus Smart. There's, I've watched him shut down people. The toughness he adds to this team, you can't put into perspective what that means to this team. When he was out this season with injuries, they looked bad. When he punched a wall, literally, you know when people say you hit the wall, it means you're tired? No, Marcus Smart literally hit a literal wall picture. He was so angry. He was out. I don't... I don't know what he adds to a team, but you can tell that he's adding something. He he doesn't do it in the way that we rate stars. It's so easy to be like, that guy scores 20 points a game. That's how I know he's a good player. When the guy doesn't do that, it's all opinion. I think Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens know Marcus Smart's value way more than I do. But let's look at the other offense numbers that are troubling. He has 29% from free pointer. About average is 35%. That's where I... Mark the line of you're decent or you're bad. If you're below 35%, you shouldn't be taking as many free pointers as Marcus Smart takes. He is a 29% career three-point shooter. Again, last postseason, he showed that he can hit clutch shots. Marcus Smart is clutch. He has that, like, the end of the game... He's maybe going to hit a big shot, but the consistency is troubling, clearly. He doesn't hit them out. And he takes them, like I remember the one year the Celtics had Rasheed Wallace on the roster. He takes Rasheed Wallace-type threes. And we don't need Rasheed Wallace-type threes when you're playing with, he's played with Isaiah Thomas. He's played with Kyrie Irving. He just can't seem to get it out of his mind that he needs to score. He needs to take that like Dennis Rodman mole of like, I'm not going to be the guy. He can't get it through his head. He's not one of the guys who should be taking these shots. Maybe in clutch time, he's like Robert Ory. I don't know. There was always that weird thing with Robert Ory where he was bad at shooting. But then when the moments were clutch, he turned out to be a really good shooter for some reason. Again, I don't no career field goal percentage thirty six percent way below average most if you're a point if you're a point guard yeah forty two percent I'll take you know what I mean nobody shoots fifty percent when they're a guard because they take too many shots but the frustrating thing with Marcus he takes nine shots per game for his career and he can only hit thirty six percent of them he's not he doesn't have a big workload and yet he still can't make the it's frustrating that his offense hasn't reached a level that is consistent. enough. People forget that Marcus Smart had a chance to be the starting point guard when they first got Isaiah Thomas. This is what most people don't remember. Isaiah Thomas was the sixth man basically that first half year, and then Marcus Smart lost the starting point guard job because he doesn't do offensive things that point guards are supposed to do. You have to be able to score efficiently at some point in your career. You can't just be... I don't know if his defensive value is what is worth keeping on this team for that long. I don't know. I have. I. I like Marcus Smart in instances, and then I hate Marcus Smart in other instances. Now let's talk about the guy he's going head-to-head in this podcast with. Terry Rogier, another Celtics guard. He is in year three. And this is really the first year that Terry Rogier has been asked to be, uh, I'm not going to say a real basketball player, but he's been in the rotation consistently all throughout this year. Last year and the year before, he's five points. He's barely playing. So this year, he averaged 11 points per game. That's Terry Rogier. For his career, 7.2 points per game. Again, this year was the really first year. He's been able to have a huge workload and play most of the season without without being benched and without like being a rookie and being, I don't know, Terry Legere was never sent down, but there were years, in years past, that's just basketball. Last year, Jalen Brown was like barely playing, and then this year, he's 15 points a game. That's how basketball works for some reason. Assist numbers, 2.1 assists this year, about three assists, uh, Uh, Terry Rozier is not a great passer, but he's a scorer. 3.5 rebounds per game. Again, both of these guys are really good rebounders, and it looks good on both of them. They're effort players. Terry Rozier is maybe a smidge below Marcus Smart defensively. Again, I feel like Boston has overrated Marcus Smart's defense. He's never been an all-NBA defensive player. I don't know. Again, I don't know the value of Marcus Smart. I think I know the value of Terry Rozier. Um... 35% from free point and 37 field goal percentage overall. But again, this was the first year we saw what Terry Rozier is. And again, the Marcus Smart thing, I don't don't know how to quantify his value. And I don't know how to quantify Terry Rozier's value because Terry Rozier is in the playoffs. He's being fantastic. He's making fun of Eric Bledsoe. It's a great old time. As I'm doing this podcast, the Celtics are up 3-0 with Terry Rozier as a starting point guard and not Marcus Smart. The idea that Marcus Smart is being not in the starting rotation, I have a guy who's in his third year, who, and Marcus Smart being a guy who's in his fourth year, I think that's telling. I think Brad Stevens is telling you the future is more Terry Rozier than it's Marcus Smart. But I want to go I want to go further back to the Marcus Smart thing. I feel like Terry Rozier is getting his chance that Marcus Smart had. Marcus Smart had the chance to be the starting point guard. Terry Rozier is now having a chance because of injury. Marcus Smart has now been beaten out at point guard by Isaiah Thomas, who is clearly better than him. But there was a point where we didn't think Isaiah Thomas was a starting point guard. And maybe we're back to that because Isaiah Thomas is not going to get paid this offseason. Terry Rozier... Looks like a starting point guard. I think most of you can tell who I'm going with this. I think Terry Rozier is going to end up being better. But I could Marcus Smart leave the Celtics and become better? I don't think so. I think the Celtics, it's a specific thing. Marcus Smart is Marcus Smart because he's on the Celtics. And Brad is letting him do these things while being bad offensively. I think if he goes to a smaller market like Orlando or Phoenix and gets paid... The numbers are not going to look very good for Marcus Smart. Like, I think of Marcus Smart's free agency the way I thought of DeAndre Jordan leaving the Clippers. If I make DeAndre Jordan the man of my basketball team, I don't think they're going to be good offensively. If I make Marcus Smart the premier scorer in a basketball team, it's not going to look very good. If I make Terry Rogier the main guy, I don't know what that would look like. I don't. There are moments where Terry Rogier is hitting all this freeze. Again, this postseason, Terry Rogier has played way better at home than on the road. But there are signs, like both guys, what they have in common is energy rebounding. I think Terry Rozier has the energy of Marcus Smart offensively, and Marcus Smart has that energy on the defensive end. If they were one player, if both guys combined and became one player, they would be a really good point guard. But because the one strength of Marcus Smart is maybe the weakness of Terry Rozier, I don't know if either of them is a starting point guard. But if Terry Rozier ends up bringing the Celtics to the NBA Finals, which is a possibility as I'm doing this podcast, it's a real chance that that could be the case. That could be what's to come. Another thing I want to talk about with Marcus Smart is the -the off-the-court instances of immaturity that I think have to play a factor into looking at these two players. Marcus Smart, like I said before, punched a wall. Marcus Smart has gotten into arguments with coaches. There was that, yeah, the thing at college when he punched a fan, I don't know what was said. I, I usually side with a player. Is Marcus Smart immature? Probably. Is Marcus Smart a winning basketball player? Yes, this is why I have problems with this. I know that Marcus Smart is a he. His goal is to win, 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 win. He, he doesn't it doesn't care if it looks good. It doesn't care if it's you know he's gritty guy. Is gritty guy worth investing eighty million dollars into? Which I don't know how big he's going to get paid. I don't know what his value is. The NBA is so weird that Alan Crab gets paid eighty million dollars, and Steph Curry wasn't getting paid until he was great, great. I don't understand how that works. Steph Curry should have been paid way before, but I'm not going to have a Steph Curry argument. Um, Again, I don't, if, if somebody said you can get Marcus Smart back next year for four years and $40 million, I say take that immediately. He's the $10 million a player type guy. If I could get him for five a year, six, seven, I'd want to do that more. Is Terry Rozier worth that? Probably not, but he's on his rookie deal. He has time to develop that. Obviously, the financials come into play. But overall, Marcus Smart, I don't know. Is he a knucklehead? Is he bad for your team? I don't think so. I think he's a winning type basketball player. I mean, the, the similarities between last year's Celtics team and this year's Celtics team is Al Horford, Marcus Smart, that's about it. Those are the only two remaining people from last year's squad. I mean, this year's squad, you have Tatum. You have Jalen Brown has taken on a dominant role. Terry Rozier was on last year's squad, but he's an afterthought. He barely played in the postseason. But Terry Rozier, let's look at it from this side of the entertainment value. Um, the Eric the Eric Bloodsoe rivalry, he seemed to rise to the occasion with that. He seemed to, I don't know, I love the way... They're playing, he's playing against Philadelphia, against Ben Simmons. I don't know, I don't, I don't, again, I know I favor Terry Rogier, but I'm also, I'm also having this debate of whether or not I want to pay Marcus Smart to remain on this basketball team. That is adding to this head-to-head thing that I'm talking about between these two players. Who do I want for the next five years? Again, you could probably have them both, but it's a hefty price to pay. I think that's why I thought that this would be an interesting head-to-head to start off this podcast. Marcus Smart versus Terry Rozier. I think fans, this weighs against them. I love the Celtics. I love every single player on the Celtics right now. Because I'm a, I would say I am a die-hard Celtics fan. It's the only team I 100% root for all of the time. I don't bleed green, but man, I got really upset when the Celtics lose in postseasons. I get really upset when their season is over. The fact that they look like they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals makes me excited. But the future of this team is fascinating, and these two players seem to be the reason it is that interesting. Are these two guys going, when Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward come back, what happens to Terry Rozier? What happens to Marcus Smart? Do they even get minutes on that team? I mean, it's almost impossible to get to not play them both next year, or not to have them both next year. If you make the NBA Finals, can you not pay Marcus Smart? Can you not give Terry Rozier a bigger role next year based on what you are seeing this postseason? They are two very similar guys, but one seems to be better at offense than the other. Again, 37 field goal percentage and 36 field goal percentage is no big deal. But the 35 from free... That Terry Rozier has and the 29% that Marcus Smart has. That is a huge difference in today's NBA where all these people do is shoot freeze. You need those guys. Brad Stevens wants five guys to hit freeze. The stat I heard yesterday, Aaron Baines had zero freeze. This, uh, like one free in the regular season. He has six in the postseason season. They want to stretch the floor. That is Brad Stevens' thing. He wants three point shooters. Uh, the, the, the relationship between Brad Stevens and these two guys is also interesting. Which one does he prefer? Does he want the greedy defensive guy, or does he want the guy who's kind of gritty but better on offense? I would love to talk about Brad Stevens about that. I'm, I'm favoring Terry Rozier. That is who I like in this matchup. Again, he's on year three, the other guy's on year four. Terry Rozier has shown growth. Marcus Smart has been Marcus Smart from the beginning. I think that's what I find troubling. He he was good on defense when he came in the league. He was blah, blah, blah on offense when he came to the league. He's still blah on offense. There has been no offensive growth for Marcus Smart, except I will say he's become a better passer. He, but still, is that enough? For four years, all you do is get a little bit better at passing. I don't think so. Terry Rozier has proven he can become a better scorer. From five points to 11 is a jump. Marcus Smart is what? Seven as a rookie. Now he's nine for his career. That's not a big enough jump. Which is why I think I'm choosing Terry Rozier over Marcus Smart. And I don't know the overall fan base's thoughts. I don't know Celtics fans' thoughts. I don't know basketball fans' thoughts. But Terry Rozier has become the one thing you can't ignore on the Boston Celtics right now. Even with Jason Tatum, a guy, a rookie, who's averaging 20 points a night in the postseason. Terry Rozier, you have to watch what he's doing. He's confident. You never see Marcus Smart as Overly confident because he's not good at shooting. Terry Rocher has the confidence. He's scoring the ball. He is scoring the basketball. Which is what you need him to do. Again, I find these two players the most fascinating aspect of the Boston Celtics. And to compare the two of them just seems so fitting to introduce... Everyone to this podcast. I don't know how this is going to end up. But it's the most its the most fascinating thing of the offseason. When Gordon Hayward returns. Is Marcus Smart an afterthought? Does he have to go? Or can they all survive? Now that you know that Terry Rozier probably needs to, the ball more next year. Terry Rozier going into next year is my backup point guard. Is Marcus Smart my backup other guard? I don't know. Or does Marcus Smart be the point guard and Terry Rogier plays off the ball? The bench next year is fascinating. Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford. Are, is that your starting lineup? I don't again, the Celtics. Fascinating on so many levels. They are the most they it's the most fascinating aspect is Marcus Smart versus Terry Rogier. Because there are some fans who are falling in love with Terry Rozier. And then there are those die-hard Marcus Smart fans who say, oh, he punched a wall. No big deal. We'll get over that. We can get over the fact that he punched a wall. We can get over the fact that he misses games for ridiculous reasons because we like this guy. Or is Marcus Smart overrated like we overrated Jay Crowder like we overrated, uh, looks like we overrated Avery Bradley and Isaiah Thomas to some extent. Is Marcus Smart another guy who's overrated? Am I overrating Terry Rozier right as we speak? I don't know the answer to that. So, in the end, I believe I'm choosing Terry Rozier as the winner of this edition of Head to Head. But I will say this. Early on, people were like, oh, Marcus Smart's like Rondo. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't shoot. That's fine. Okay, but Rajon Rondo led the NBA in assists. We could look at the numbers and go, oh, look at that. He led the entire NBA in a stat that we all care about. Marcus Smart doesn't do that. I don't, again, you can look at the numbers. One guarded by Marcus Smart. This guy doesn't shoot well. Is that a team thing? Is that a Brad thing? Is that a system thing? I just don't know. Again, defense is so, oh, yeah, I like that guy, so I'm going to say he's a great defender. We don't, I don't think there's a proper way to rate NBA defense, in my expert opinion, for me to say, wow, that guy's a great NBA defensive player. I mean, yeah, you can see it sometimes with guys like Kawhi Leonard. You can see it with Dwight Howard, That those years when he was the defensive monster that he became. But in the end, I don't know how you can, how everything That's troubling about Marcus Smart's offense can be erased because he's great on defense. I don't believe you can do that. I've never been a fan of that. I see we do that in baseball with Jackie Bradley Jr. Oh, he's not good offensively, but his defense, he makes a great play every night. So that makes up for that. No, great athletes can do both. Can Terry Rozier do both? I think Terry Rozier can develop to be a guy who can do both. And Marcus Smart, eh. Looks like he wants to be able to do both, but he can only do one thing at a time. And again, I think you need more. In today's NBA, I want a guy who can shoot for ease. It's just that simple. 35% from free for Terry Rozier, 29% from free, Marcus Smart. Moving forward, I would pick Terry Rozier Over Marcus Smart. And again, I'd like to hear fans' opinions on this. I'd like to see what other people think about this. This has been the Head to Head Podcast. There will be more editions of this podcast where I will be comparing athletes of all sports to each other. And they go head to head to see who I believe is the better athlete between the two. I am Cam McKinney. And this has been... Head-to-head podcast. That's all, folks.